Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Today's guest is Olympic weightlifter George Pajura. George and I have been friends for almost 40 years, and I've had the pleasure of training with George many times over the years. His list of accomplishments in the sport of weightlifting is quite long, so I'll just mention a few of them where we could be here all day. In 1984, he tied for first place at the USA Senior National Championships, and this qualified him for the Olympic Trials, where he placed third. Is that correct, George? Was it third? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. And that was in the 82.5 kilo weight class. George came up just short of a chance to represent Team USA at the 1984 Summer Games. But he continued competing, and 22 years later, after coming back from major knee surgery, he won a gold medal at the 2006 Masters World Weightlifting Championships in the 85-kilo weight class. George is a member of the USA Masters Weightlifting Hall of Fame, and he's still competing today at the age of 67. Welcome to the show, George. Thanks, Mark. I didn't realize it was that long we've been working out together, but it has been. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time. Days. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess uh, the first question that uh, listeners would want to know is, what got you interested in weightlifting to begin with? I, I don't know. I guess it was I was interested in strength. As a kid, I was always small, uh, very tiny, uh, stature and weight-wise. And I used to watch the, the movies, the, uh, the Hercules movies, and, uh, you know, the so you see some bodybuilders. I think, wow, I want to be like that, a strong guy. And got a hold of some old strength and health magazines, muscular right. development back in high school. And I started working out in my basement. And that's pretty much how I got started. Uh, I found eh, I'm not too much into the bodybuilding, but I like the strength stuff. Uh, putting as much, much weight on right. over my head as I could. So that that really interests me. And uh Found out about uh, Belleville and the old guys, Phil Grapaldi, Bob Giordano, Terry Manton, all going down there, down there. And I was up in Connecticut and made a couple trips down there to just, just to learn. And eventually I went to school at uh, Montclair State. They had a team there. Those guys were there. And that's how I got started. So when did you, uh, when did you first start competing? I think it was 19, 1976 was my first competition. Uh, I don't recall where. I think it was local. And uh, also in 1976, I they had the collegiate nationals because now I was on the Montclair State team and they sent the full team. And go figure, I happened to win. <laughs> so 
So I won the, the national collegiates that year too, as a skinny one thirty two pounder. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how long? Time I got the about how long did you train? Uh, well, like I said, I was doing it in high school. Oh, that was a lot. Lot of time in my basement, and just from magazines and whatever I could find, I tried to pick up technique. And a couple times going to Belleville, right? Uh, working with those guys, they helped, but wasn't I guess not training. I guess seriously that long. Like I say, I was always fairly strong, stronger than you know, classmates and whatnot, friends. So just just worked out. Right. So what year was it that you first qualified for a major competition? Like like maybe uh, uh, I remember going to the, the nationals. nationals. Well, they, they had something called the Junior Nationals. I went to that in, I think it was 78, 1978, which I don't know if it's now. They got rid of that, and they just call it now the American Open, or they started calling it the American Open. But qualifying for my first Nationals was 79, and I went with uh, a couple of the guys to the 78 Nationals just for motivation, and uh, it, it worked because one year later I ended up qualifying in so that was my first year. Any what weight questions? class was that in, George? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it was a 148. So I was still a skinny okay. guy. Okay. But at that time, <laughs> at that time, I was kind of proud. It was the first time I clean and jerk double body weight at 148. So yeah, that's that's the one thing I remember about being in that weight class. Right. And then from from that point on, uh, how many national competitions did you compete in? Do you do you remember like how many years in a row did you qualify for the nationals? I think so. It was subsequent years, pretty much every year uh, that I can remember. Um, I'd say some I didn't fare too well, but I qualified. Right. Uh, the best result was what you mentioned. It was 1984 and uh, came in second on body weight when ties were uh, resolved with uh, a person's body weight. And I think I told you the banana story. The, the guy who yes. won. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he told he I, I had seen him, I think it was at a master's competition many years later. Uh, and he told me the banana story where he was waiting for a friend to give him a banana or a couple of bananas because he felt he was light and he was going to eat them before he weighed in. But the guy never showed up. So he told me that if he ate the bananas, I probably would have been lighter. And well, right. it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> so I thought that was a funny story. Now, was that was that actually a three way tie, George? It was actually three way. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, um, I think I, I believe I missed a clean and jerk and I missed a, a snatch. So, but who knows? It, it's, it turned out the way it did. Uh, the guy who won, he took what he needed, his last clean and jerk, and he made it. So, right. All credit to him. And what were you, what were your uh, your lifts in that competition? Oh, man, you're really pressing on that. <laughs> I think it might have been. Uh, that'd be 135, 170, 
175. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. That and that's uh, for for our listeners that don't know that that's kilos. That's not pounds. That's in kilos. Yeah, 135 is rounded up as 298. Uh, 175 is 385, 386 rounded up pounds. And you eventually you eventually snatched over 300 pounds, right, George? I did the 137.5 when increments were two and a half kilos, and that was 303. I did that a few times. Um, actually, I did that in the Olympic trials uh, and a couple local meets also, uh, the 137.5, 303. Yeah. That's my best competition snatch. What was your best in training, George? 308, 140. 140. Yes. And your best clean and jerk? Uh, 177.5, which is 391. My, my best clean is 180, which is 390. I'll round it up, 397. Uh, that's the most I've done. So you came very close to 400. And I you think did, one time in training, I put it on the bar and did a nice high pull with it. That's about it. <laughs> and this was at uh, 82.5 kilos, right? That's correct. Yeah, 181 body weight. Yeah. And, and I'm still weighing about that. Well, maybe a little less, 178 pounds right now. Because the, right. uh, well, the current weight classes later. are 81. Yeah. And did you, you held... Uh, if I remember correctly, you held several uh, New Jersey state records. Uh, do you know if anyone ever broke those records? I don't know. I know back in the day, 70s and 80s, they uh, a lot was going on with New Jersey weightlifting. Um, a couple different people uh, ran meets, both North and South Jersey. The Garden State Games were held every year, and now... None of that's done. Uh, everything, if you want to go to a competition, usually it's out of state. But, uh, yeah, they really maintain the state records at that point. Uh, so I, I don't know. I would. Then the weight class has changed. Uh, I always remember Mike Listro when I was lifted at 165. You know, he'd say, oh, I'm going to break your records, going to break your records. I lifted at 165 only maybe a couple of years. And I know he did break them. He did more than I did. So. <laughs> you could tell him it wasn't much, though. Yeah. I'll mention that, too. Yeah, tell him it wasn't by much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he has I'm sure he has it all on record. Uh, you without also, a doubt, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, he was you a good also guy. Held he was some, oh, you also held some uh, master's uh, records. Is that in the snatch, uh, yeah, yeah, um, you know, it was it's different age groups. So as you go up, I know I held a few. Don't ask me to remember them. What it was, I think in the forty age group, I think in the forty five, I think in the fifty age group, I was doing uh, held a few records. Yeah, but they've they've all been broken, and now with the change of the weight classes, they're pretty much gone. Right. So, what was your uh, what was your last major competition, George? 
it was actually the Worlds. Um, it was held uh, in December of last year, uh, 2022, and it was a little over a year after knee replacement surgery. Um, you know, the my left knee just went and it was just had been bothering me, and finally I had to have the surgery. And I thought, gee, you know, well, I'll still be able to do some lifts, and you know, muscle clean, muscle snatch, very light stuff. And I'll be happy with that. And as time grew, went on, uh, I gained more confidence. And I was told uh, by chiropractor and doctor that, uh, yeah, you could do lifts. You can't, uh, you can't go below parallel. So everything is power snatch, power clean. And you're not going to do any damage. The knee is solid. Um, so one year to the day, of the knee surgery, I competed in the Masters Nationals. And I just figured, I, I just wanted a lift. And I came in second. I actually had the winning lift overhead. I didn't make it, but I just realized, gee, I could still be competitive doing power snatches and really limited to, to how much I could lift. So that was in April. And in December, I decided to go to the Worlds, which were in the United States, Came in second there, a uh, guy from Japan won. And again, I had the winning lift overhead and eh, didn't make it. Now, so is there I'm, I'm very happy about being able to still compete and, and be competitive. Right. That's uh, quite, quite an amazing story. Uh, quite a comeback, uh, a real comeback story. Um. Um, I'm now, very happy. Yeah. Now, uh, the last time I spoke with you, you said uh, that you were shoot. You were shooting. Your goal was to try to break the. Uh, was this the uh, American clean and jerk record that you were trying to break? Well, once I looked it up um, for the in the sixty five age group uh, in the eighty one class, the records are seventy snatch and 90 clean and jerk. And in both of these past two competitions that I went to last year, I had 91 over my head. So fully, I think I'm fully capable of doing that. And with the snatch, again, it has to be power. It's, it's, I have to, I have to be more confident, confident and comfortable that the knee is good and that I can hold that kind of weight over my head. It doesn't, it, uh, yeah, I'm cleaning 91, yet I'm afraid of 70. But it's a, it's in a different position. Right. And right now, a lot, of it's, a lot of it's mental. And I didn't compete this year. I'm looking to go and, and try for these records in November. Um, I didn't go to this year's nationals because you know, I wanted to back off and give, give the knee a rest. I want it to last a long time. I want to be in yeah. like my 80s when it, when it goes. <laughs> but... It feels great, and I everybody asks me, and I, I tell them it feels too good. Uh, it feels like I can do a squat snatch or anything, but I, I know there's there's limits. And squatting, yeah, I'd, I'd like to squat heavier, but I don't need it. If I'm cleaning 200, I get to get get a little more up to 210. Why why do I need to squat 300? I, I don't. Right. So the most I've done both front and back is 250 pounds right now, and I don't need any more. 
I don't need to put any more stress on my knee. So, and it, it, there is no stress. I don't feel anything. But, uh, and, and the weight feels easy. That's why I always say it, it feels too good. So right now you're in the, uh, what, 65 to 69 age group? Yes, yes. Yes, I am. I'll admit it, yeah. <laughs> and what are your, uh, other than, uh, well, we spoke about, you know, your, your, uh, your wish to break the clean and jerk record, but do you have any other goals for the future? Uh, hopefully to just keep lifting. And uh, my wife, Valerie, saw that the worlds next year are in Finland, and she wants to go to Finland. Huh. She says, you can compete, and then we'll make a vacation of right. it. <laughs> I said, all right, yeah, no pressure there. So that's that's the goal. Next year's nationals, and get to Finland, and you never know who's going to be there. Right. You know, in the age group, uh, you never know who's going to show up. Who's in shape? Who's not? Who's, so, who knows? So, just go there and uh, hope for the best. I, I, I could only do what I'm capable of, right. and uh, if that gets me a place, great. So, like I said last year, I, I was shocked. I came in second in the nationals, and I could have, should have won, could have. And same thing with the worlds, but uh, I was right there, which is. I'm very happy, very happy with that. All right. So um, uh, you're also a level one uh, certified weightlifting coach in the USA. Yeah, I decided to get that. Because um, uh, when my wife was, she was at a CrossFit, and they were always asking me questions about lifting. And to the fact that, and a matter of fact, uh, there were one, two, three, four, three women, one guy. I took them to uh, two different meets uh, over the course of two years because uh, they just wanted to try it. I, I didn't really write programs for them. I watched them. You know, I'd come in uh, and help them with technique. Obviously, I was there during the competition. Uh, but they're basically the CrossFitters first. And they just wanted to try the Olympic lifting. So at that point, I got the coaching cert. Right. And also a uh, good friend, Mark Cohen, who ran uh, Police Athletic League for forever in New Jersey. He uh, held the high school meets, annual high school meets every year uh, for Olympic lifting. You know, I helped coach there when he wasn't around or whatever I could do. So I figured, eh, let me get the cert. Yeah. And, uh, just in case something becomes of it. I wasn't really looking for anything beyond that. So. Yes, I do, I, I do remember going to that uh, police athletic league that you spoke about, and uh, there was always a lot of uh, young people there that uh, some of them seemed like they were really uh, into it, and so, uh, you, you know, you and Mark Cohen uh, did a great job with those with those. Uh, those youngsters. There was even some uh, some women there well, too, he, right? Oh yes, that, yes. There some women. He had uh, he had some young ladies uh, compete at that high school meet. Um, and actually, the uh, the guy who sponsored it was a 
was a teacher at uh, Palisade Park High School. I think he's in charge of getting the trophy and allowing everything to be run at Palisade Park. And uh, we had this one young lady who was rather good. They didn't really like her. They didn't want her lifting because she was going to uh, outshine some of the boys that were there. And, and actually she did. But uh, that's the funny story about the, the couple girls that, that went there. I know your son went there one year. Yeah, he I think he, he did well. He might have competed twice. I don't remember if it was once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it was an annual thing. Um, and most of the most of the kids there were uh, from other high school teams, mainly football, some wrestlers, uh, some track kids uh, that were just doing it to stay in shape. Some were fairly serious because there was some good technique, and some of the schools uh, taught them well right. as far as the lifts go. So it was it was a big thing. There had to be close to every year. It was close to a hundred kids that would show up. You know, it went very fast, but uh, the meat, meat itself. But there were a lot of kids from mainly Bergen County schools. But that's BAL doesn't exist anymore. But it, it, it was a it was a great thing. Yeah, I remember that. I think the guy's name was Ron Penadiso or something like that. Oh boy, Ron Ron Panasini Panasini. Uh, Panasini. He had something to do with the athletic department of the high school. I, I wasn't sure what his title was. If he ran the athletic department, right. I'm not sure. And the uh, the gentleman who you uh, tied with. At the '84 Nationals, uh, that was Mark Lavelle. Lavelle, Mark, Mark Lavelle. Lavelle. Yes, yes. Like I said, I think there was a, a meet in Chicago, a Masters meet, and he happened to be there. He came up to me. He recognized me, and uh, that's when he told me the whole story. And, and my nice guy, very nice guy. Yeah, yes, he is. So. Uh, one last question before we wrap things up, George. Uh, uh, what are some of your hobbies or things you enjoy doing outside, you know, other than lifting? What are some of your hobbies? And uh, Actually, now, being retired, it's just uh, doing stuff around the house. There's always jobs to do I, around the house, uh, cleaning up, maintenance, uh, yard work gardening things, uh, bought a bicycle. So I'll go for bike rides. Uh, again, that's easy on the knees. Uh, that's, that's about it. My wife and I are traveling now, you know, to do some day trips, uh, local stuff, you know, the Bronx zoo. We've been there, uh, botanical gardens. We did this summer. We just went to the U S open, the tennis uh, last week. Uh, Oh, we went bowling for the first time. I mean, things like that. Just to, anything right. to stay active. Anything. All the, all the things you're not able but to do. But lifting takes a lot. I'm doing three days a week. Maybe a fourth day just to work on mobility. Um, you know, as you age, I don't have to tell you, things start to tighten up. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm just trying to stay loose and, and as flexible as I can. Because I've noticed when uh, the knee started bothering me, you get little injuries, you uh, you adjust to that. You compensate. 
I'm going to start shifting and tightening up. And, and I got up how many years before I got, had the surgery and got it fixed. Um, you know, I started changing my technique and leaning forward and I've got to undo all that. You know, it's a few years of undoing and uh, that's what's been happening. I'm, I'm feeling so much better. Now. Right. Excellent. Uh, was that, there was a time when, uh, you and Valerie were pretty, uh, heavily into the scuba diving, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was years ago. Yeah. We used to do dive trips, uh, uh, Caribbean stuff. We've been to the Galapagos. We've been to Australia. We've been to, uh, like South Pacific area, uh, some local stuff, but, uh, don't do it anymore. I, I, I don't think it's because of age. It's kind of a been there, done that type thing for me. You know, we've, we've seen stuff. We've seen, uh, Various types of sharks, believe it or not. Uh, in Australia, we got to actually touch one, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, and various fish, big fish, small fish, a lot of wrecks. There we went to, we've been in Florida. There's a lot of shipwrecks down there. So we've done all that. Uh, so we really don't dive anymore. And yeah, I, I was actually a dive instructor for, uh, for a couple of years, you know, uh, taught people, but it was a lot of work. And I was working full time. And then on weekends, you go and you teach people or in the evenings uh, in a classroom and pool sessions. And it, it just at the point there, it, it, it got too tough. Um, I guess what I really liked was weightlifting. And it started to take away from that. So I kind of stopped the instructing thing so I could focus, focus more right. on uh, lifting. Okay, George. Uh it was it was a pleasure to interview you, and uh, after all these, thank you. Yeah, I was, I was good to talk about this stuff. Yeah, oh, I know yeah. you're still lifting. Still, you know, not not uh, just like you. You know, not quite as much as uh, we used to do, but uh, still enjoy it. Right, but you accept What's that? that. Yeah, I've I've yes, you accept that. I've 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 taken a, I can't think about what right. I used to do uh, back when we talked uh, earlier. Um, I look at it, oh, I'm in the 65 age group. All right, what are my new personal records? Or I just turned 67. What are my new personal records at 67 years old? Okay. Like, uh, for instance, uh, last Friday, I was training with Mark Cohen. I uh, power cleaned, what was it, 87 for a double. That's a new personal record at 67 right. years old. So yeah. <laughs> that's how I have to look at it. And that's how I do look at it. Yeah. So, and I hope to improve on that. So. Well, that's pretty much the same, same approach that I'm taking. You know, you get, you get to that point where you're, you have to get over the, the fact that you can't do what you used to do and you, you have to accept it. So like you yeah. said, you yeah, that's that's how yeah that's how it was when I first uh, well the masters competitions start at thirty five, and when I was thirty five in my late thirties I didn't want to know anything, I just realized she's I can't lift right. what I used to lift anymore, and I wish I had participated, and not waited a few years to get into the masters I didn't get into it till like forty ish, when I when I realized all right I'm forty years old let, right. let's let's try this, and, uh, yeah so. I've blocked that stuff out now. Like, 
I'm not 30, I'm not 40, I'm not 50 anymore. So, and you go with it. And I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly happy with, uh, with my knee and how everything's going and the fact that I can still lift and, and be competitive and compete and be competitive at it. Right. It's, it's great. Well, it's, an, it's a great story. You know, you've made comeback after comeback. And what is it now, like at least 50 years, almost 50 years that you've been competing? Well, I think it was 18 or 19 yeah. was my close, first. Close so. to 50 years yeah. of, of competing. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. Yeah. You know, the, you know, minor injuries, tweaks and sprains and whatnot along the way, but you, you, you learn to deal with them. Right. And I'm sure you know that well, too. I, I don't have I, As does everybody, everybody who lifts. Yeah. Well, it's, it was a pleasure to interview you. Finally, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Thank you. This, this was fun. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll, we'll do this again in another five, 10 years, maybe. How's yeah, that? Where we're both still lifting. Good. All right. Then you'll be breaking records in the, 77-year-old group. Yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. Just to keep doing it. Right. It's fun. Okay, George. Well, hopefully uh, we'll get to train together again soon. Yeah, we have to do that. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll come up and, yeah, do something. So that, that was a nice place, your, your, right. your YMCA. That's really great. Platforms, and there's nobody there. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already... We have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.